morning. We're for a shirt of Imoli, Lamad Base, Lamad Base. Um, two, four, five, five lines down into the very wide lines on Lamad Base, Lamad Base. So it says, <coughs> sorry, the, the last word on the line, Vatomet Tiyot. Post it from Yeshaya, Vatomet Tiyot. And Tiyot said, Azovani Hashem, Hashem has forsaken me, the Hashem Shechechoni, and Hashem has forgotten about me. So the Gemara asks, Tiyon is saying here to Hashem, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forgotten me? Hainu azuva, hainu shkucha. Surely forsaken and forgotten would seem to be the same thing. What's the difference between forsaken and forgotten? Okay, we'll we'll, we'll we'll see what what the what the Gemara says. You've got definitely part of it there. Almost a uh, joint father and son effort there. Almost Lachis. Third Jewish Lachis. Overall, Knesset Yisrael if now Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Knesset Yisrael says before Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Rebbeinu Shalaydo. Adam Nisei Isha Nishtei Rishayno. If a man gets married a second time, he had his first wife and. Maybe he divorced her, and then he gets married the second time. Or he has another wife. So surely, Zecha Maisa Rishayna. He remembers about the first wife, but he doesn't completely forget about her. Whereas, Ato Azatoni, not only have you forsaken me, but number two is, Ushchatoni, you've forgotten all about me. That's the difference. So according to the Gemara, the Shipcha is actually worse than the Aziva. Aziva means, fine, you've done away with me. But normally when you do away with somebody, you at least remember what happened. Here with Sion Tashem, you've thrown me into goddess, you've so to speak divorced me, and you've forgotten all about me. So And by the way, what does that mean you've forgotten all about me? Just a, a word of introduction to what's about to come, is because what this means to say is that we've been handed over to the jurisdiction of the Mazolis. We know that the nations of the world are subject to Mazolis, whereas Kral Yisrael, as long as they are Zoycha, as long as we are meritorious, we, are, we have the, the direct Shalita, the direct Ashkosh of HaKadosh Baruch You've forgotten all about me, you've given me over to the control of the Mazolis. So Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu said back to Tzion, we're on Lamad Beis, Lamad Beis, um, now seven lines, I think, seven lines down, it's the very wide line. Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaKadosh Baruch Hu said back to Tzion Viti, my daughter Yud Beis Mazolis Barati Barakia I created 12 Mazolis in the sky 
First and foremost, we know the 12 Malzon is corresponding to the 12 Shavatim. Says the Marashah, the idea is that the name of Yaakov is, so to speak, engraved on the Kisya Akhovid up there in Shomayim. Hashem says, how can I possibly forget you? Your name is constantly written in front of me there. It's impossible for me to forget you. But I created Yudbeis Mazodis. The Alkol Mazod Mazel. On top of each Mazel, Barati that I created for it, Shaloshim Chaya. 30. Now, all these Lashonis are expressions of, uh, um, literally armies, but Rashi says, Rashi Geisus the Chaburus Chalukas. It means different regiments. We're talking about the number of stars and, uh, and um, galaxies and these sort of things here. So I created 30 um, of these regiments, whatever you want to call it. They are called Chayil V'chayil, and on top of each one of those Chayilas, there's 30 Nigyonis. Regions. They are called and on top of each of those, in other words, Underneath each of those, Boroti Loshaloshim Riato. There's 30 Riatos. Rashi says these are all expressions of Surara of like a. Uh, of um, officer, what was the word? Commanders. But in other words, these are all. Ranks, exactly. Huh? It sounds like we're talking about more about the stars here, actually, number of stars, constellations. Yeah. So, Baroti Lo Shaloshim Riyato. Yeah. Yeah. The Alkol Riyato and Riyato and Baroti Lo Shaloshim Karto. And for each Riyato, I've created 30 Kartos. The Alkol Karto and the Karto and for each Karto and Baroti Lo Shaloshim Gistero, I've created 30 Gisteros. The Alkol Gistero, the Gistero, and for each Gistero, Tadisi Boyach suspended on it, Shalosh Meot Vishishim Machamish, let's see if anyone can work out this number, 365 Alfe, thousands, ribay of myriads of 10,000, Kechovim of stars. That's 365 with four, five noughts, which is 3 billion, I think 650 million in the English, uh, the British uh, way of counting it. Okay? Three. As in the, as opposed to the Americans, they've got a different thing for billions. No? I think the Americans have the thousand million billions. I think they have the million billions. It's the other way around. I thought the English is the thousand million. Oh, they reverted. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm st- st- still with the old one. I think it used to be at least a thousand million. Oh, is that now? Oh, that's the most. Okay, fine. Okay, so three. I don't know how long ago did it change. I'm, I'm with that one. Okay, five, three, three, uh, three billion six hundred and fifty million stars. Now, if anyone could work out the number, the whole number, you'd have to do thirty to the power of five times three billion six hundred and fifty uh, million times twelve. So I leave it to the uh, mathematicians to work it out. By the end of the show, young Gersh, we'll, we'll, we'll give us the answer. Okay, now, the, the interesting thing is that now, I believe the astronomers and uh, 
maybe even astrologers, but they, they've, uh, their number, finally, what they, they keep changing the number of stars they, 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 uh, they've come up with, and it comes to something around this sort of number. Finally, they've come up with what they believe is the final number of stars in the, in the universe, and uh, it comes somewhere, somewhere around, around this, this, uh, this sort of number. So the kids are, Kodesh Baruch Hu said to Kral Yisrael, look at all of this that I've created. And he says, All of this I've created just for you. It's all for you. The Atom Marathon hears you, you are saying, Azatoni, Ushkartoni, do you forsake me? You've forgotten me. In other words, your, according to, I saw one shot, the idea is that all of this was created for you. If something's created for you, it means you are above it, you are in control of it. So obviously, we are not. Subject to the Mazolis, because on the contrary, we're, we're well, well, well above the Mazolis. We, so to speak, control the Mazolis. They, they are subject to us. But more than that is, as we said, we've got seven different levels here. Seven always represents a building of a structure of Teva. And we're above that. We're above that. Remember what we spoke about, the 365 we spoke about. I don't know, it was Thursday, Friday, last week, Friday. Now, 365, this, that's the number of the days of the sun, obviously. So that is actually the inner circle. We are on the outer circle, the 365 and a quarter. We are not subject to that limit. We're already up and beyond. We're on the, the number eight. We said the of, the one above. Therefore, says Hashem, you're not subject to Teva, you're one above. I haven't forgotten about you. So, so, so he says, Hasishka Isha Ula. Does a woman forget her child? We're not just a wife of our Kodesh Baruch we are a child of Hashem. We're born in Hashem and Hashem Elokeichem. Does Hashem forget about a child? As we said last week, that is just earlier on, the, on, on in, the, in this omelet, we said that now in Golas, from the time of the, the, the Khurban, so there's, there's, a, there's an iron wall between us and Hashem. But we said, if you look at the potter, what was that iron wall formed from? It was an iron machabah. Now, a mazmas is a pan, it's a receptacle. And we compared it, we said it's a bit like if a father is broigus with his child, and the child's asking and asking and asking, and the, child, the father says, I'm not listening to you. So the child's clever, he knows full well the father is listening. He's just turning his back, he's pretending, he's not going to answer now. But he's taking in all those tefillahs. It's a mazmas. He's collecting all those tefillahs. In the future, he'll respond to them. So if you now, what does Baruch says, because you're in God, as you've said, therefore there's this iron thing. But it doesn't mean Hashem... So too here, the same idea. No, no father, no mother forgets her child. Says Hashem, I wouldn't have forgotten about you. But the way the Gemara is asking it is not, the way Rashi, we're going with Rashi, the other Mephoshim wants to say, not like Rashi, I think, but we'll go with Rashi. Could I possibly forget the Oilos, the elevation, the, the burnt offerings, the Elim, the Rams, well, the, the Pitre Rechomim and the Pitre Rechomim is the Pesalechem is the Bechoris that you offered to me. The Fonai that you offered, Shekrat to the Fonai that you offered before me by Midbar in the Midbar. Could I possibly forget it? Something, in other words, Adam is just the Isham, which is why it's after Rams. But uh, it's impossible that I could have forgotten that. I think particularly interesting is the Pitre Rechomim. The Pesalechem. I'll tell you why. Because we've seen a lot of the number 30 again. Yeah, again, you notice number 30, we have 5 times 30, these are the Gionis. And we, we said the number 12 may well represent the Shavuotim. 
And 30 represents, could well represent, how old is a, is a, is a child when taken up bed? 30 days. How old was Yosef? Let's take Yosef, another example of this. How old was he when he stood in front of, um, when he stood in front of Tara? 30. And in fact, Pitya Naben is learned from Yosef. It's learned from Yosef. The brother sold him, oh, we've got the Kalim here, that the, 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 uh, <coughs> the, the, uh, the brother sold him for that amount of money, it's the same amount, there's a very definite connection, the Medrash makes the connection between the two. And the basic idea is that a Pidyan Abed, so I to ask you, a Pidyan Abed, is that a joyous occasion or is it a sad occasion? So? Definitely by judging by what people do at it, it seems like a very joyous occasion, but if you think about it, we should be mourning. Because what is a Pidyan Abed? We just, we just read about it in the Parashat yesterday. Exactly, the Bukhar loses it, Kedusha. Instead of serving the base, he loses it. And the answer is because it's what we call a Yerid on Tzerech Aliyah. It means it's a descent for the, for the purpose of an ascent in the end. It's Yerid on Tzerech Aliyah. And the idea is just like Yosef. Yosef, he descended to Mitzrayim, but look what came out of him. He became king of Mitzrayim. So too with the Pidyan Aben. It says in the future, in the future it will be given back the Bechayos will serve in the they will serve in the in the, in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the future. And the, the way I think I think based on the Soporno the Rabbi Yaakov Kamenevsky puts he, he deals with this question is because if they were just born as holy to start with they would have no shaitas to Gashmias. As we spoke about last Sunday on Purim the idea is by removing their Kedusha they start from the ground again and work their ways upwards to so the Luchos. You'll find this with everything it's very much like this the Luchos. We were given the perfect set of Luchos my say the Kim Hamo, they were smashed, now we have to start from the ground upwards. The second look means we have to work at it to come all the way. You'll find again and again this, this, this sort of example. A child, if you go back just a few years, when a child's in, in, uh, inside the mother, learns the whole Torah, comes out, the whole Torah forgets it, it's got to start again. That's right. So it's the same idea, and that's why maybe the number 30 is here. Hashem says, You say I've forgotten about you, I've sent you into Golis, I've forgotten all about you. No, it's not. I send you into Golos for a Yerid on When you come back, we know the third base Amigdash will be far more, not just the base Amigdash, because we're already talking about the Gaulah. It's going to be far, it's going to surpass, it'll be far, far greater than anything which has, which has precedented it in, uh, in, uh, in, in history. And that's the idea of perhaps the number 30 again. It's a pity. I'm redeeming you, I'm sending you, I haven't forgotten about you. Because it, there will come a time in the future where you'll realize it was the Yerid of the Terah Khadiya. That's right. So they're, 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 if. if Uh, I, I, I'm a lady as well, and my oldest brother was also, obviously, brother was, was a boy. So with, with, if you've got a, if either side is a, is a cane or a lady, yeah, either side, mother or father, then there will not be a pigeon up there. 
That's why Pidin Aben is not, you've got to have number one, that both the father and the mother come from family, they're, they're both not Kerenim or Olivian, they come from that family, and on top of that, the first child is a, is a boy. Yeah, but the father, you said, was, was a, was a Kerenim. If they're a Kerenim, then their father wants to be in a Kerenim. So you don't have a Pidin Aben. You don't need a Pidin Aben if, if the coin, right? It's the coin. Okay, so says the Gemara. So Knesset Yisrael now says again, Omra um, Lefon, uh, yeah, Omra Lefon. So Knesset Yisrael says back to Hashem, Rebbeinu Shalom, Ho Be'im Shechcha Nefnei Chesecha Be'edecha. Since you said that there's no forgetfulness in front of your Kitya Kovit, you'd never forget Kravi Yisrael. Their name is etched upon your Kitya Kovit. So Shemo Letishkach Limaito Ego. Maybe you'll never forget for me the might of the ego. So Omar Lord, he said to he said to her to Knesset Israel, "Gam elasish kafano." Also, these will be forgotten. How do you know that refers to the ego? How do you know the word "ela" refers to the ego? So, what does Rashi say? Rashi says, you know why? Because what did the what did, what did the Eref Rab say? Again, yesterday, etc. When they created the Eger, they said, That's what it means, Also, the Eler, also the Eger will be forgotten. But the truth is, Eler is also, perhaps the further remnants we could have suggested, is Eler is Gematria 36. Anyone who's learned Croesus recently knows how many Croesus are there. 36. It's not just a play on numbers here. We find this Eichel, for example. The Medjah says Eichel is Gematria 36. 36 creases. Wherever there's this cut-off from Hashem, very often you'll find some, whether it's Eichel, whether it's Eile, Ola, it's an expression of curse. It's an expression of being cut-off from Hashem. So Hashem, that cutting off, which came as a result of the Ego, we were cast this, what we're... So Hashem, that, that's the connection. Why did they pick on the Ego? The answer is because when did you forget me? When did you send me away? Ultimately, it was from the ego. We married Hashem, we became his wife at Matan Torah, we were Kekal Amazana Bechopot, and that's what we're saying. We were that first wife, you, you've forgotten all about us. So Hashem knows, there will come a time when the mighty ego will be completely forgotten about. And what it means forgotten about, by the way, as opposed to forgiven. What's the difference between forgotten about and forgiven? forgotten me then. Okay, I, 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 I would have said, 
I, I'm not sure it's coming to the same thing. I would have said slightly different, slightly different, slightly other way around. And that's based on, I'm not going to go through it, but Rabbi Yitzchak Hutton has got a beautiful, beautiful mima around the Omni Roy, where he talks about the, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of Mashallah there, but he talks about the whole idea of the Chesed of Akkadosh Baruch in Yom Yenoroim is that there is no yesterday. The, the, uh, when a person does Teshuvah, Pshat is yesterday doesn't exist anymore. That's how I, I see it is Shifah. Shifah means it's forgotten about. It doesn't exist anymore. If I've forgotten something entirely, I mean entirely, it means as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. When, you're, when you forgive somebody, it means I remember what happened, but I will forgive, and as they say, forgive and forget. But the mice I remember full well about it. It could be the pain's not there anymore, but I will not forget what was done to me. It did happen. Shifcha is a much, much higher diagram in that sense. Because we know, strictly speaking, there is no Shifcha by Akkadosh Baruch Hu. Akkadosh Baruch Hu says, Kaviyoko, I will consider the Ega as if it never, ever, ever happened. It's not just history. History means it happened. It means it did not happen ever. He says, he's not talking about this tomorrow, but he says that is the power, that's the level that a person can reach. He's doing with like various Ramans and things. But that is the power that a person can reach through to Shuvah. It's not just that it will be forgotten about. It did happen, but I won't punish. Like you said, that was quite correct what you said about the, about the uh, forgiving. I don't want you to be punished. Shifcha means it never ever happened. That's what our Kodesh Prophet says. It will come a time where it never ever happens. That's the Eila. So, Omra, so then, Omra, um, no, before that. So, Omra, the final. So then, can I ask you to say, Sashem? Well, Rebbeinu Shalayla. Since you've told me that there is, there can be forgetfulness in front of your Kitar Kovit, Shemot Tishkafli, my Sassinai. Maybe you'll forget about the my Sassinai, the moment when you did marry me. Fine, you're telling me you'll forget about the my Ego. History will be wiped out. But if that's wiped out, maybe the thing preceding the Maitreya will also be wiped out. If history doesn't exist anymore, then maybe the whole first marriage will never exist and we'll have to start from scratch. What about the whole thing, the whole build-up with the Yitzhak and Shain, the Sinai, that will all be forgotten about? Says Hashem, no. All my losses are for the Shporosul, but are no Loyashkotich, and I will not forget you. Could have just said Loyashkotich, and I will not forget you. But Loyashkotich, why but on the answer is Onochi is Onochi Hashem Adekhefa. That's the first Asayat Adiris. That's right. Says our Kodesh Baruch Hu. That I will never forget. So in other words, our Kodesh Baruch Hu says, "I'm going to do an amazing chesed with you." The marriage I will not forget. That will never be wiped out. The Ma'aser Ega, that part which messed up the first marriage, that will be forgotten. It never happened, and therefore we will just continue on in the future from where we left off. The Hainu the Omer Rabbi Nosa, Omer Rabbi Yeshaya, that's what Rabbi Nosa says in the name of Rabbi Yeshaya. My Dichsev, what's the shout in the Prophet? Gam Eleh Tishkachno. Also, these will be forgotten. Zem Aisa Ega, that refers to Aisa Ega, the Eleh, the Onechi Rashkotich, but I will not forget you, the Onechi, Zem Aisa Sina. That's the Aisa Sina. Carries on the Gemara. Chasidim or Yishelim or Yishoyim Shoa We learn to the Mishnah that the, the earlier Chasidim, they would wait one hour before davening, um, in preparation, basically, for davening. Ask the Gemara Menon Amidi, from where do we get this idea from, that a person has to wait before davening? So, Omar Rabbi Yishab and Navi says, Rabbi Yishab and Navi, Omar Karab, because the Potsuk says, Ashrei Yoshevei Beisecha. Happy, literally, lucky, happy are those who sit in your house. 
And then it says, Then they will double. The first is the Ashra Yeshve Vesecha. First you have to sit, prepare, and then, then you daven to Hashem. Um, yeah. Now, where's, where's it gone? Yeah. Ba'omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. It says Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Hamispalo. Some of you daven. Sorech lish ha'ishor achas achas tefilose. He also has to wait for one hour after his tefilah. Shenema, as it says, Ach tzadikim yodu lishmecho. Only the tzadikim yodu lishmecho, they will give thanks to your name, and that's referring to davening. And then after they've davened, Yeshvu yeshorim es panecho. The upright will sit before you. So again, first the davening, and then the, and then the sitting afterwards. Tanya nami hochi, so to be blunt in a brisa. Hamispado, some of you davens, he has to wait one hour before davening, one hour after his davening. Where's the fiddle? From where do we know that he's got to wait? Shenemad says, Ashra You've got the Ashra Yeshvevisecho, and then, as we said, first the waiting and then the davening. From where do we know that he's got to wait after the davening? Same process. Only the tzaddikim, they will first give thanks to your name, they will daven, and then Yeshua Yeshorim Es Panecho, the upright will sit before you, then they will sit after the davening. So, Toner Rabbon, it's been taught in a brisa. Chasidim or Yeshorim or Yeshorim Shor Achas, the former Chasidim, they will wait one hour, Umispalulin Shor Achas, they will daven for one hour. The chayyim v'shayim shah achas, and then they would wait for another hour after davening. So after the Gemara, v'chimi achas v'shayim teisha shoyis tayoyim b'tfilo. That means they spent nine hours in the day with davening. Nine hours, three hours with each tefillah. One hour before, one hour after, and one hour davening. Time of three is nine. So if they spent nine hours in the day davening, teiros and heich mishtameres. How was their teiros guarded? How do they retain their Torah? If you don't do Chazorah, you won't remember the Torah. When do they have time to do that? Umalachton heich nasis. What about their Malachon? They have to earn a Parnosa. They have to live. How was that done? Erometoch she chasidim heich. Rather, because they were chasidim, Torahson mishtameres, their Torah was kept, was guarded. Umalachton misbareches. And their Malachon was blessed. It had Baruch on it. In other words, they only had to do a little bit of Malachon. And it was a bit like the... The bracha shibameyayim, the little bit of an offer they did, they planted just a little bit, and it was amazing what came out in that field. They didn't have to do much malacha. As to their Torah, because they were chasidim, therefore it was automatically, our Kodesh Baruch gave them a special bracha of, they, they, they were to retain their learning. Right? Now the truth is, we could well say, because chasidim, the word chasid means, not somebody wears the garb, the real word chasid means, it means somebody who goes ahead of the letter of the Lord. That's what the word chesed means. The word chesed comes means going ahead of the call of duty. So chesed means somebody who goes ahead of the letter of the Lord. Since they went ahead of the letter of the Lord. So therefore Teva broke out of its boundaries. And even though, RP, the laws of nature, they should have only got a certain amount, suddenly they got extra, Baruch means everything doubled. Borich means to double. It's all base 2, base, reish, all base 2. 
in terms of gematria, and borech means also to bend. It means to double over, sort of idea. The third idea is teva broke out of its boundaries, and so too in terms of the Torah. Naturally, a person forgets. There's good reason why Hakadosh Baruch gave us the power of shikha. But because they go ahead with the letter of the law, Hakadosh Baruch also took them ahead with the letter of the law and ahead of the not the letter of the law, the sort of the rules of nature, and they were able to retain their Torah. That's point number one. Point number two, though, is. We're going to see about the Sashem in the beginning of the sixth pair, a very similar sort of Gomorrah, where it says there, if you work too much, it's actually talking about working too much, Torah with your Torah, when will you learn your Torah? And the question asked, we'll, we'll discuss it again then, I just want to tell you what, what uh, I saw, I think it's the riff in Yaakov says, or in fact, no, I think it was Ein Yaakov himself says, Ein Yaakov, why in the head did it say Torah and Heich Mishamet? Surely it should say Torah and Heich Mishamet. Le how are you going to learn your Torah? What's Mishtam Meret? We said they were, during that hour, if they were doing anything, they were doubling it. Therefore, surely they, they, they would have had time to learn. But what about the the um, the uh, yeah the the, the, the Chazor? I just tell you before, before God. How they do? How how, how, would they, how would they do the malacha? Fine. Okay. We, we said that, the, that they, they did daven afterwards as well. Yeah, if they, they didn't want to be matriarch, they would say daven, well, one of them, uh, Ravashi, I think it was, he daven sitting down, and then he daven afterwards. Go on. You don't start with, correct, yeah. So, I mean, before I tell you what the, what the Enyaki says, it's, 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 that's right. Dave? That's right. So, before, before, before I tell you what the, what the Enyaki says, just, just one thing which, uh, which 
think so, so maybe it's what Avi said, it's maybe think of. It's very interesting that Chazal say, somebody who learns and doesn't do Chazal, what's he compared to? Somebody who sows and doesn't reap. So in which case it could be that the question was the same here. To sow doesn't take so long, I mean to prepare the ground on. But to sow you just chuck all the seeds there. So the, the harvesting and then the processing, the, the, the threshing, and that's what really takes the time. So that was really the question. The sowing, fine, you can chuck all the seeds on the ground and something will grow hopefully. But the harvesting, how would that be done? The learning, the initial learning, you should know, initial learning is much easier. It's very easy to learn something new. Everyone's got a geschmack for learning something new. Even if it's hard, for Hashem, we've got, we've got uh, the, the various aids in each generation for what, what they need. There's not a, the, the real hard thing is to do the, the Chazor. Either because it's depressing because you realise how much you've forgotten, or because people don't want to learn what they've already learned before. That's the real hard thing. But besides that, I'll tell you what the Yaku says. The Yaku says, it's an amazing lesson he says here. He says, if they were Hasidim, it says, what do we say? Eim bur, yerechet, v'lama oretz chosid. You can't be an ama oretz and become a chosid. If they were already Hasidim, it must mean they already learned a lot of Torah. You can't become a Chosid if you don't learn the Torah. So therefore, that wasn't the question, how did they learn? They probably, it could well be they knew Kola Torah Kula. They learned Kola Torah Kula. If they became a Chosid, must be they already learned a lot. That's not the question. The question is, so how did they retain what they learned? That was the question. If you take somebody like, I don't know, Rafael Kanievsky, he's learned it all already. What's he doing? Every day he goes through Kola Torah Kula again. He learned it many years ago. But that's what we're doing. He's going over and over and over it again to, to make sure he retains it. And that was the question of the Gemara. Yeah? But he said to Enyaku, this is the lesson he comes out with, he said, from this we learn that before taking on these, these Hanhogas of Chassidus, especially in Hashem, spending hours and hours a day, perhaps in, in a, his Bodhidus out and going beyond, he says, first you have to learn a, a lot. This was... Uh, Rebchaim Velozhna, the, the gods, Taina against people who say to hit him all day and things like that. He says, you've got the whole Torah to learn. He says, if you, if you, if, I think it's Rebchaim Velozhna, he says, if you just say to hit him all day, it's like a person who's building, he's supposed to be building a nice structure, and all he's doing, he's putting on one layer of bricks. And they're going to be the most ornate, the most beautiful bricks in the world. But he says, you still don't have your structure. You've got one level. First build your structure, and then you can worry about, once you've got the edifice there, then you can start putting in the chandeliers and uh, making it look all nice inside. Before you become the fossil, before you add the extras, the peripherals, you've got to get the structure there. You've got to learn the whole Torah. As for the Mishnah Meret, how are you going to retain that? That will become, as a result of the Chassidus, that will give you the, the Shemira. That you don't have to worry about. But first you've got to learn Kola Torah Kola. That's right. That's right. Now, what exactly were they doing in this hour? Though? We said maybe, maybe, maybe they were they were davening to Hashem. You should help them up, give them tiyat and shmaya to daven. But I'll tell you what. What uh, this also gives us a little. Why do they need an hour afterwards to come to to, uh, to sit after davening for an hour? So, 
That's right. That, that's, that, that's exactly it. They say in the first hour, they were literally releasing their, their, their neshamas from the physical shackles to shed their physical, physical ties to this world. They soared up into the, into the spiritual realm to Darvin Tashem, and then they needed another hour to come back. But Ari Kaplan, he claims that it's, uh, he claims it was actually through meditation. It was some sort of form, form of meditation, maybe not quite the meditation we think of, but it was some form of meditation which allowed them to literally float out, out of their bodies and therefore they needed an hour afterwards to come back down. Which also makes the Gemara a little, little more understandable then. So how could they relate to Morocco? How could they relate to the physical? They spent so much time in the, in the spiritual realm, by the same token, it also maybe explains why they were able to retain their learning. Because they were chassidim, ha-gufa. Why is it that we forget? It's only because we're physical. Physical means we're subject to the, to the lapse of time. Things are all time-bound. But if a person is spiritual, they'll never forget anything. Something which is spiritual is everlasting. That's the whole thing of the lukas. It was a nascent that the first lukas should have been smashed. Something which is spiritual, which is my said Kim, can't, can't uh, be subject to time. So in that time when they were going up to spiritual realms, that was when it sort of became fixed. Perhaps. Some, some, something, something along those lines. Okay, carries on the Gemara. In fact, but, but before that, if you look at Tosus, Kodim to Philosophy in Ayin Shinem, Ashra Yeshve Bisecha, so Tosus of the therefore, Tikhnu Le Mazar, Fosu Kodim Tehlal Adobin. That's why they were mistaken to say this Fosu before Tehlal Adobin. We say Ashra Yeshve Bisecha. Lafukim and Anod are only Ashri Arabi. To exclude those who say lots of Ashri. And we say more than more than one. We say Ashri Yishma Vesefa, the Allah of Fasel, the Allah of Fasel, Ashri Ha'om Shekafado. We say another one there as well. But, but uh, he says that's why we say that, we say that possible of Ashri there, before Tel Allah Dabit, because this is, remember we, as we discussed just a little earlier, the reason why we say Pesukhi de Zimra is the preparation for the Tfilah. This is the Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Which leads us into the into the uh, into the davening, and therefore we say Ashrei Yisrael Yisrael. That is the the time of preparation. Carries on the Gemara. Afidu Amelach Shel B'Shlem Ere Yishivenu. We said that when a person davening Shmuel Esrei, even if the king greets him, he shouldn't respond. You're davening to Hashem. So Omer Rabbi Yosef says Rabbi Yosef. Loshonu Ere Lamalche Yisrael. That's only if it's a Jewish king who greets you. Avo Lamalche Akum. But if it's a non-Jewish king. Tosik, then you should stop, because a non-Jewish king will, in all likelihood, if you don't respond to his greeting, he'll just kill you. So, obviously, this does not override Pekuach Nefesh. Mesveh. So, we asked a question from a, from a Bryson. We said, Hamispavel, some of you is davening, Verah Anos Bokhenegzeh. And he sees an Anos, a, a, a highway robber, a, a mugger, what's the word, who's coming towards him. Or raw current bar connector, or he sees a um, a, 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 a wagon career, sort of uh, so it's careering towards him. Lo yehi mafsik, he shouldn't stop his tefila. Elo mekatzer va'ela. What he should do is just cut all the brachos a little short. Just say the beginning and the end, and just cut it short through that. So what do we see from this though? You're telling me that for malche akum, you should stop. You should interrupt. Here we're saying, don't interrupt. Lo ye mafsi, just cut your tefillah short. So answer the Gemara, like Kasha, it's not a problem. Hold the Epshadikatzer, 
That price is talking about when it's possible to do that. The other one's talking about when it's not possible to cut it short. So, if it's possible to just to go to the, in the margin there, if you can cut it short, you should do that. And if not, then you should break. In other words, very simple. If you can cut it short, then that's what you should do. If you can't, there's not enough time to do that, then we say, what should you do? You should be mafsik. When you say, well, a tefillah, not, not quite a tefillah tzorah, but the, the, the Rabbini Yenna says it means the beginning and the end of each process. Because you cut it, you just cut it short somehow. I don't know exactly what you're going to say, but you just make it a slightly abridged version. Yeah? So if you're capable of doing that, you're, you're towards the end of the tefillah, then do that. And if not, um, if not, then, you, then you'll, you'll have to stop. One of the, the points the, the Gaon makes over here is he says that the um, if you can, what you should do is you should um, I'm just trying to remember how, how he gets to this but he says what you should do is if you've got the opportunity you should walk elsewhere in other words if you see the, I don't know, the king coming towards you and you've got enough time that the king won't realise you're doing this you walk off somewhere else to down behind the bushes so you won't know that you're there, then you should do that. It's better to walk and not have to speak than to continue davening and then you're going to have to speak, if you see what I mean. I don't know. I don't what saying to the cup or to or to uh, walk. I don't know. I don't know what, what exactly the I, I, I can't remember now how, what he's, he, has, he has a question here how, how he's coming off that I can't remember, I can't remember what the question was to even work it out but I just know he, he says on this Gemara that if you've got the opportunity to do that um, that's basically what you, what, what, what you should do so we've got a story here there was a story with a certain Chosid he was davening along the way and Bosar Echod, a certain officer came along, and he greeted him. The Chosid didn't return the greeting, he was dominant. So him to know, actually, this officer waited until the Chosid finished his dominant. And after he finished his dominant, Omari said to him, the, the officer said to this person, the Chosid, Reka, you empty one. Is it not written in your Torah? Guard yourself. Guard your soul. Guard very much your soul. And we know this is the mitzvah that a person has to look after themselves. Eat well, sleep well, exercise well. This is the mitzvah in the Torah. What are you doing here? This is one of the sources that we learn about breaking a mitzvah in the Torah. In order to preserve one's life. So what are you doing here? When I greeted you, why didn't you return the greeting? If I would have cut off your head with a, with a sword, who would have claimed your blood? Literally, who would have claimed your blood from my hand? It would have, it would have been your own fault. You're trying to be too from. This wasn't a from cut. You're risking your life. So, Omar 
So the um, so the Chosid uh, said to him, he could see that this uh, this uh, this officer his blood was boiling. So Hamtani he said, wait for me, give me a chance. Until I appease you, let me speak before him with, with words. So Omalisa, the Tsar said, the officer said, so uh, the Chosid said to him, he said to the Tsar. If you would have been standing in front of a king of flesh and blood, and your friend would have come along, and he would have greeted you, would you have answered him? Would you have answered him? So Omale, so the officer said, Love, no. So he said to him, the Chosin said, and if you would have answered him, Maho you open what would, it, what would they have done to you? What do you think the king would have done to you? So Omani the officer said to him, Besides, they would have cut off my head with a, with a sword. So Omani to the Chosid said to him, But are those who are in Kabul famous? Is it not a Kabul famous now? Umma'ato, shall yisa imin if near Malachos of Adol. If you're already telling me that you, if you were standing in front of a king of flesh and blood, shall yom come that this king today he's here, Tomorrow, the next day, you could be in the, in the grave. And cut. Still, you would not have risked your life. You, you, you agree that he could have cut off your head, you would have answered him. Either I'm standing right now in front of the Melech Malkeh Amalach and Akkadish Baruch Hu. That he's living forever and ever. Allah has come and become, is it not all the more so? That I, I, should have, I, I couldn't interrupt my spiller? Let me ask you a question then. I can understand the Kabbalah claimer with regards to. He, he says to him, um, he says, look, if in front of the king of flesh and blood, you said what, what, what you said you, you, you would have held by, what do you say? You said two things. You said, number one, that you would, you would of course you would have answered him, and number two, that if. You wouldn't have answered him, they would have killed you. Then come the same in front of the Melach Malkeh and the Lotham HaKodesh Baruch. You see what it's saying? Go on, if you can see what it's saying. Right, what, what, so, so, so you can tell, tell me if, if it's the same thing. I'm, I'm just try, trying to work out what exactly is the Kalbachone here. So, so what if the king, if the king, he may die tomorrow? Sh- the question was, should I answer him? Yes, why? Because otherwise he's going to kill me. So what's the difference whether it's the king of flesh and blood or it's Hashem? What, I mean, I realise obviously Hashem is much, much greater, I understand that. What's that got to do with the fact that Hashem is eternal and this king is is mortal, exactly. But what's that got to do? If he's going to kill me, he'll kill me. And if he can save me, maybe he'll drop dead before, before he gets around to killing me. It's, what, what, in which case, as you said, he may have given the instruction before that. What, what's the point now? Shem's around forever. What does he want with that? So I'll ask you a different question. This is, I think one answer is the other. The villain gone off. He said, why did the, why did the, um, why did the, um, Chosid have to continue on? Remember, this, this officer, he's furious. Why didn't you answer me? So the, so the, uh, so the says, he says, well, look, let's work it out. 
if you were standing in front of a, a king of flesh and blood, would you have answered? So he said, yeah, of course I would have answered. He could have just stopped there. So he could have said, well, if already in front of a king of flesh and blood, you would have answered. So call the in front of our Kodesh Baruch Why did he have to continue on and say, and if you wouldn't have answered, what would have happened? Oh, they would have killed me. Why did he need that extra point? I mean, it's true. But why did he need that extra point? Oh, 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 very good. Exactly. In other words, the, the, the second point. Because remember, yeah, the, remember exactly what I was saying. That the, the, he asked him, his question originally was, he said, empty one. He didn't think, why didn't you answer me? He said, you're a fool. What would have happened if I would have killed you? You would have been high Miso, because what about Pekulak Nefesh? He wouldn't have answered that question. All he said is, well, did I not do the correct thing by not answering you? Would you have answered the king of flesh and blood? So the, so, the, so the officer said, you're quite correct. I, would have, I, I, wouldn't have inter- um, I wouldn't have interrupted speaking to the king, I should have said. I think I said it the wrong way around before. But I wouldn't have interrupted speaking to the king to answer somebody else. Okay, very nice. So then I could have killed you before, before we even got to this stage. What would you have done about that? So he said, that's why he needs the second point, says to God. Because what would have happened if you would have interrupted? He would have killed me, he says. So he says, so what do you think would have happened had I interrupted my Shemena Esra in order to answer you? You're saying, yeah, Pekulak Nefesh, Pekulak Nefesh, but what would have happened up there in Shemayim? It would have been far worse. I think that answers the question now why he wants to let us mark out of him about being eternal. This king, as you said, he's mortal. He can only kill me once. Besides the fact you can only kill a human being once, he, tomorrow, we're all subject to time. Hashem is eternal. Just like Hashem is eternal, he can exact punishment for, for, for all eternity. It's not just, I'll get killed once and that's it. He says, therefore, like the God says, I'd rather you kill me just once, rather than interrupting my spirit and suffering the repercussions up there in Shomayim, in front of the Melech Malkei Amalot, who is Kayim Le'olam Le'olmei Adamim. When the officer heard that, Liyad, Nispayi, straight away he was appeased, that officer was appeased, and that Chosu was able to go home in peace, in one, literally in one piece. We then said that even if the snake is wrapped around his ankle, he shouldn't interrupt this spirit. That's only been taught with a snake. A snake won't necessarily attack. We'll see soon, we'll clarify what that means. And when Akro, but if you see, coming towards you, you see a scorpion, how you think you should interrupt? Run away. Because a scorpion will attack. Ask the Gemara, may say, we've got a question from a Brysa. It's been taught in a Brysa, Nofal Luguva Royet. If you, a person sees a man fall into Nebuch, he falls into a lion's den. Aim the Eden or of You can't testify to his wife that he's dead. No one knows what's happened to him, and this person comes along and says, Well, I saw he fell into a lion's den. In all probability, he's dead. That's no good as a testimony she can't be married. Because it could be he escaped. Whereas, If the person fell into a pit filled with snakes and scorpions, then the Eden You can testify about him, Shemesh. There's no way he would have survived that. But we see there, snakes, and we dash it snakes, we mean snakes or scorpions. Because otherwise, if it's the scorpions, nothing to do with the snakes, why do you talk about the snakes? So it must mean snakes or scorpions. So you see, snakes will definitely kill. And here's you saying, well, you can't interrupt your, your, uh, for a snake, maybe it won't, maybe it won't attack. Answer the Gemara, Shani Hoth, and the difference over there. 
The agav itzitzah maski. Because you're squashing them, a snake and a scorpion do not like to be squashed. If you squash them, they'll attack. It's like if you step on a scorpion, the worst way of getting rid of a scorpion is to step on it. But it's got the thing at the back and it goes straight into the heel. That's why you say anyone who's walking in a high grass in these places where there's danger of scorpions, they have to wear, I think, high boots or something like that. Because the thing in the back, the tail, is if you step on them, that's when they, that's when they attack. Especially, they'll attack. So too with snakes. If you step on them, they're more likely to attack. But if you've got a snake coming towards you, you don't, you don't stop your spell. Says Tosus, and we'll just end with this, Aval Akro Pesit. The Yerushalmi Ka'ama, and Yerushalmi it says, just to clarify, don't get the wrong end of the, uh, end of the stick here. If the snake is coming towards you, you leg it. Pesit, you stop straight away. But if it's coming towards you with anger, it's coming out deeper than you know it is coming to damage. You've got any doubt about it, you run. I mean, I don't know if you run, I don't know whatever you're supposed to do with a snake, but you... There, I don't know if I do that, but okay. But uh, whatever, you, whatever, whatever you do with a snake, you do it there and there. Do not risk it. We're talking about a snake where there's no reason to assume it's going to attack. Umiu, however, lo moxino in partak shiata l'arosh. So, so this is quite important, so this we may come back to it at a later date. We don't find that if you did interrupt, whatever reason you did interrupt, you've got to go back to the beginning. With the local armor from the fact that it doesn't say that in Pasai, that if you did interrupt, Chesedorosh goes back to the beginning. So it makes sense to assume you go back to the beginning of the Brocha, at least. So if I'm in the middle of Rifa'enu, and suddenly I see the snake coming towards me, so I run, and screaming, at least go back to the beginning of Rifa'enu. Then tell the Gimel Rishonah to the Gimel Acharonah, as is always the rule, if a person literally makes a mistake, some change the gears, so they shouldn't say mis- uh, mistake here, it's not really a mistake, if you make an interruption, the Imhu, or the Imposter, the Gimel Rishonah to the Gimel Acharonah. If the break is in the first or the last three brothers, then so that it's still out by Gimel, you have to go back to the, be- the beginning of those three, the others, um, the Rishonah to the Abed of Acharonah, to the Amin HaNakam of Zik, and as we'll see later on in the Perek, there's Hashem in the first three brasses and the last three brasses that counts as one. And then if you break in those, you have to go back to the beginning of those. That's Hashem. We'll see tomorrow what you do with, uh, if you're being attacked by oxen. Rabbi Hanani ben Akash, Rabbi Hanani ben Akash,